This episode of United 96 is brought to you in part by Monday Development and Property Management. Whether you're beginning your first real estate purchase or a seasoned investor, Monday Development and Property Management can assist you with all aspects of the process. Kick off your next investment by visiting mundydev.com. That's M-U-N-D-Y-D-E-V.com. You are now listening to United 96 Podcast on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Hey folks, so before we get into the show today, I just want to apologize for the quality of my audio. As you can see, I have fixed the issue. Um, I don't sound as peaky or as staticky uh, as I come across in this episode, so apologies for that. Um, you can still hear me. You can still understand me. I'm not going to blow your eardrums out, uh, but it does sound a little bit off today. So we'll get it right for next week. Again, thank you all for so much for your support. Enjoy the show. And welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. The United 96 here on the Arctic Refugees Podcast Network. Ted here. John here. John liking to push my buttons by wearing the team that is currently ahead of my second Bundesliga team, FC Heidenheim, who suffered a disappointing 2-2 draw. Probably won't be the last time I discuss disappointing 2-2 draws. Uh, stick around for the next half hour. John, how you doing, my friend? How was your uh, How was your weekend? <laughs> Uh, it's all right. I, uh, I I coached third base one-armed for my uh, old man baseball team since I won't be able to play for this year. That was my that was my outing. It was my getting back into the world. I'm I'm going no sling here for those of you who are watching. It doesn't hurt so bad anymore. So I I, I still can't. Don't ask me to like lift anything above the screen. <laughs> that I can't do. But other than that, how was uh, Jefferson Cup weekend uh, for you? Jefferson Cup was good. I only got two, only had two matches. Um, so only had two games. So it was kind of a short weekend, which is kind of what I wanted. I had the had the kickers uh, home opener. So there was the the tailgate. So I didn't want an extended period, just enough to 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 run off the calories of of uh, of food and beer that I would drink at said game. So just enough to run those off. But um, but yeah, but so, uh, good good so weekend. Get back to even. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, good weekend. Um, ready to get in, ready to watch some soccer. Had a had an interesting week of watching i had like all my teams were on streaming and and i like left for the tailgate so like i saw the spirit up to nothing like all right they're cruising i saw Heidenheim getting to the eighth minute yeah they're cruising they're they're gonna get a win and then i open my phone like midway through the tailgate and i see two 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 and i'm like oh my gosh you sound like me but for betting (laughs) glad i did not place bets on either games or maybe i'd be a little bit more upset more upset but glad you had a good weekend uh let's uh let's get into it before we get started, yes. I want to thank. I want to make sure that I thank our Patreons. I, I was spending a little bit of time this weekend reviewing our Patreon setup and like what the levels and rewards are. And one of those rewards uh, was uh, stickers. Which, if you've joined our five dollar tier mm-hmm. since the beginning of January, look in your mailbox today, maybe even. Uh, except for the gentleman who lives in Washington State, maybe a little <laughs> bit longer for him. But everybody else uh, should be there. But also, we wanted. To th- we also said that we would thank you uh, on the show. So. To Marty's Hero, Smoke and Dribble, Jeffrey Burkett, Mark White, Kim Cobb, and Scott Daniel Weiss. Thanks for becoming, thanks for supporting the show. We appreciate you. Uh, if you want to make sure that you get this show as soon as it's done, Monday night, uh, consider going to patreon.com slash RFK Refugees and joining. Uh, I'm considering a second podcast of the week, which is basically just me talking mm. before a game. Like like my my brief thoughts, sort of a preview for the game, information that comes out too close to the game, but uh, not enough to do a full show and edit. That may be a Patreon like five dollar and up tier. I've not decided on that. So uh, if that sounds interesting to you, uh, join it and let me know, and then I'll for sure do it. But if it doesn't sound interesting to you, I still might do it. Who knows? We'll see. It will not be highly produced. It will. We shall see. I, it might have like a. It might have a different theme song to, to let you know how. <laughs> how off the top of the dome it is <laughs> improv podcast big uh, that's it yeah big big week of soccer today i just saw we got the champions league coming up um obviously the u.s women will also play um and then and we are new fancy jerseys in the new fancy jerseys which they dropped at 1 a.m for some reason um that was the time period <laughs> frank ocean did that once for a record that i bought and then it sold out <laughs> and and now it's uh the most valuable thing i own <laughs> So. I, I, I think it just proves how bad like Twitter's whole like metrics are at this point and just how like awful they are and that, you know, you could drop something at 1 a.m. and people will see it. Twitter's gotten bad, folks. Let me just say that. Um, gotten bad. What's that? 
It says it's gotten bad. Yeah, it's it was, gotten bad. Previously, it was great and uh, very happy. <laughs> And now it is bad. <laughs> it is very bad. Very bad indeed. Um, but uh, let's get into it. Let's uh, let's talk soccer. Oh, we also have Open Cup coming this week. That's what I wanted to talk about. And then I got sidetracked with the with the whole Jersey discussion. So a lot of soccer coming up. A lot of soccer to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe follow on Twitter if you're one of the teams that cannot is not going to be streaming the game. So I don't know if you follow that. Follow the cup.us for all that stuff. That that account that account is dedicated. Let me just say it just at messaging all these teams and providing coverage. So good on them. Let's talk DC though. Uh, <laughs> DC United <laughs> zero to zero draw. Uh, so we pick up some points. We did not lose. Uh, so in one sense, a point gained. In another sense, uh, we're still winless in five. Um, by the way, um, ultimate DC United minutes tracker. Which if you don't know. Uh, Bernicu, I can never really pronounce his name. <laughs> Brent, uh, Brandanica. Brandanica. There we go. That's. I feel like I'm bad at pronouncing names. Jacob Green has passed Michael Seaton now on the list of minutes played by a homegrown player for. DC I thought United. that was a funny one to throw in the, <laughs> the breakdown. I thought that was uh, interesting. Always good for. He's the man of facts, the man of minutes, the man of statistics. There's. <laughs> I need to see the spreadsheet. I need to see the spreadsheet that he has where he tracks. You would think there would be more like official team, but he's 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 better than the team as far as this kind of information. So make sure you're following him on Twitter. Yes, you are. If you're listening to this show, I I bet you are. You probably are following him on Twitter. Uh, But DC United in that effort gets a zero zero draw, their first shutout of the year. Um, And we'll get to that to a little bit, but no no points. Let's so put the lineups. Let's start with the lineup. Yeah, well. with, that's why Jacob Greed got brought up. <laughs> okay, that's why Jacob Greed got brought up. So I went out. I went out of out of out of tune. But we got lineups. We got Tyler Tyler Miller obviously in goal. Ron gets a start. Steve Birnbaum. Donovan Pines makes his appearance mm-hmm. from the dead. Jacob Green out there on the right. Chris Durkin, Yamil Assad, Matias Click, Victor Paulson, Taxi Arches Funtas, and Christian Benteke is your starting lineup for this game. Um. So obviously the I think the big one probably coming out of the gate was having Donovan Pines out there because mm-hmm. I think he's been pretty absent this whole year. Um, obviously we knew Jacob Green would probably get the start out there. It was unclear what, um, uh, what Jazzy's uh status would be, and still that is still the the, the black the black hole of information as far as what his status is. He 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 limped off what looked like not like a major injury, but now he's mm-hmm. missed two weeks. So. Yeah, I mean, we had we had a uh, <laughs> we had a uh, was it Taxi Funtas go off with like a limp, I think around minute thirty, and everybody and I think the the collective groan across the side. But he played on ninety minutes and and nearly uh, nearly got a goal and nearly drew a PK. We'll maybe get into that a little bit, which is great. After he's played so far thirty minutes, they went from thirty minutes to ninety minutes of getting kicked around. Uh, that if if that was done by Hernan Lasada, there would be an article written on a blog right <laughs> now about the the the. The man management malpractice of Aaron Lozada, but we'll we'll leave that to the side for now, I suppose. Yeah. Um, let's get into, I, I guess, I, we'll talk about the defensive performance. Let's talk about, for, for me, the biggest story of this game and, and sort of what was talked about in the post-game show. It almost seemed like this was kind of Wayne Rooney coming back from his, from his illness, seeing the writing on the wall and says, this this team has strayed from the vision of what I had from this team, which was being difficult to play against. We're way too easy to play against. We've given up ten goals now. For right now, I don't care how many goals we score. I don't care how many XG we create. We are not going to get beat this game. And that seemed to be the message. And uh, you know, if that was the intention, then obviously it worked uh, because DC was not very good in the attack. Uh, but pretty good defensively, I will say. They limited the chances for the fire. They didn't generate too much. There was sort of that chance right at the end. Um, but that's kind of maybe how this team keeps balls out of the back of the net. Uh, you're maybe going to concede you're going to give up one big chance. And if you can stop that chance, uh, then you've maybe done your you've done your job defensively. Um, if you're saying, boy, that sounds like Benny Ball. Yeah, you would be correct. That does sound like Benny Paul. That is very much like that. This was the team that I thought we were. This game, actually, this is the team I thought we were going to get beginning of the year. I was like, this team is going to be negative. I'm hearing difficult to play against. I'm Mm -hmm. hearing all of those things. John, what are your thoughts, I guess, on how they how they played, how they looked? Do you agree with do you agree with what I guess it seemed like Wayne Rooney's assessment was we need to stop 
letting the ball in the back of the net. I don't care about offense right now. Let's let's focus on getting this defense right. Do you agree with the decision? Do you agree with, with in this game particularly? Yeah, I said that last week. I think that that that, that had to be the goal one because you know I think offensive cohesiveness is more challenging than defensive cohesiveness. Mm-hmm. I think because largely a lot of times it comes down to not switching off and paying attention for the entire ninety plus. Uh, you know, being being aggressive and 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 following your marks, all the things that go along that don't necessarily involve creativity, but just require discipline. Um, so I said, like, that is something that needs to come first. I wish it did not come. I mean, I guess you could say on the road for one thing in front of 8000 people in an empty soldier field. I don't know how much a home field advantage they had, uh, but th- I wish it did not come. I wish the defensive get right did not come against the fire because mm-hmm. the fire is a team we should beat, or you'd hope that the team could be on the road or at home. We talked about how many points they need to get from these next three. This was the most likely win out of the three of them, I think. And we walk around with no draw. What do you, what do you think? Not, it's not Columbus. It's it's certainly Montreal right now after their okay. five nothing. I, <laughs> I didn't know they were. I didn't know they were the third. I thought I thought Charlotte was the third. Yeah, Montreal seems to be then. Okay, then three, then four points out of this out of the nine has to has to be what goes on. But yeah, I think I I, I think you're right. I think this was a much more condensed DC United. They weren't allowing a whole bunch of crazy opportunities. The fire also are the fire. So mm-hmm. uh, if, if they can limit opportunities against, against the crew next this weekend, now we're, now we're cooking. Now, now we can talk about a real defensive performance because the crew are scoring for fun right now. Uh, so the, it will, they will need a performance like that. And, you know, fans won't appreciate that fans will not enjoy a Benny ball bunker situation at home against Columbus, but that's sort of the nature of the two teams right now. You might have to go that way. The the one by the way, um, interesting. I guess we didn't really hear about this, but Derek Williams was 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 non apparently picked up. I guess an injury um, that was not. I did not see that in the. I don't recall that in the injury report. So another phantom injury. We we've talked a lot about the center back pairing here, and what do we what do we think about how number one? I I actually thought this was Steve Birnbaum's best game of the year, and it's easy to say that in a shutout, but. The one opportunity that the team had came from Kai Kamara. Fantastic save from Tyler Miller. Yep. That came, I looked at, you know, I looked at, well, where was Steve? And I was like, well, Steve was trying to close down the right side. He, or sorry, the left, left side. Yeah, left side. Tried the positions and everything. Right side attacking, left side defending. Um, was trying to close down that side and try to prevent a cross or any type of opportunity. And Kai Kamara snuck in between, I think, both. Um, I, I couldn't remember the guy. I know that uh, Donovan Pines was there. I'm guessing Jacob Green was also there. Um, and that was maybe the one moment defensively from the center back pairing that was not good. Every other opportunity the crew got, they got a couple header was basically headers off corners, low chance, low probability opportunities. The best opportunity came from the Kai Kamara um, header opportunity. And it came right in between Donovan Pines. So points off for Donovan Pines, but he was solid in this game, which I think is all you can really ask for him. Donovan had a pass back to Tyler Miller. That was a ball that ended up bouncing like four feet in the air that Miller had to corral under pressure. And Mm -hmm. then minutes later, uh, Miller had the ball and Don was just like standing five feet from him. And he starts yelling at him basically to go away and to get away, (laughs) get away from um, I missed that. <laughs> I mean, that's small. I, I the the thing yeah. that Donovan has in his on his benefit is that the center back play has been so poor for this season. Like an average performance stands out right now. You you could argue that he starts again this weekend. It's it's entirely possible. I don't know what the nature of Williams' injury is. Mm-hmm. I don't think you. Sargis got his. Got his first minutes. Good for him. First <laughs> basically, minute. it was get get taxi off the field. He spent right. Let's get a defensive. Let's basically ninety fifth minute. Let's just see this. Let's see this game out. Let's get the point. Let's go home. Um, you know. But I mentioned him to say there's no other center back. If you look at those on you substitutes, there's no one replacing him. Donovan is in because he has to be. Mm-hmm. But I think because of that, you give him another chance. He he did well. See if he can build on it. I think you you're in a position right now where you're building up from the bottom. From your like your from every conceivable way, uh, so you can afford to do this right now. There's not like you're you're get, you're taking away minutes from someone who could definitely do the job. So 
Yeah. Um, center midfield, maybe I think was where I want to go. Well, I, I want to talk maybe about Ruan. I thought Ruan, I, I think there had been, there, there had to have been some sort of um, come to Jesus moment. I think Which in training, is ironic considering the, <laughs> the player you're talking about, um, but some some sort of uh, some sort of look, buddy. Uh, we understand that you have an attacking ability, and we want you to use that. Um, but we need you to start thinking defensive first. And I thought he was. It, it seemed clear to me he was not flying forward as much as he was in the last game. He seemed very more reserved. Um, there was never the maybe there was the emergency release valve of just placing Durkin back there if things got too crazy again. Um, but I think I, I have to think of training. Um, maybe there was a sit down and said, look, uh, you are going to see your minutes dramatically reduced if you cannot uphold your defensive responsibilities. We love the offensive work rate. We love the we love the the crossover to um, to Benteke for the goal. But we're going to need to see a little bit more <laughs> on I bet- the defensive side of the ball. I bet he was told that and they looked at the other players they could put in his spot at the moment. And he's like, well, okay. <laughs> who you I get, mean, the, who, the solution the would be to slot Chris Durkin back there, who who obviously, other than the goal, was fine. It wasn't great. I mean, it was sort of similar. It was a similar performance to Steve, to uh, Donovan Pines. He was fine there. Um, so Also yeah. notice Pedro Santos made the bench again. So that means yep. he's back to health. That's something that's worth noting. So did Nigel Bertha. And we're still carrying two goalkeepers on the bench. So <laughs> just if you want to know any other signs about well, our depth, uh, we have a question coming up about another player who did not make the lineup, but we'll save that until we get to the questions portion. Yep. There's not a lot to talk about in a zero zero draw guys. Like yep. it's just kind of the nature <laughs> of the beast. Um, we could be happy. What's the, I want to talk about you. Assad. Yes. I think that, that was where I was going to, I kind of was moving up and yeah. let's get to you. Assad. Let's uh, talk about you. Emil. Emil, I'll start. Emil Assad has looked, so when he first got here, we said, all right, well, he's coming off of not playing. Uh, he's not match fit. He has not. He's out of game practice, but he's just a body. We're just going to need this guy to be a body and, uh, you know, let him get back to shape and all these things. Unfortunately, uh, the body is now a start as now starting for this team. I don't think long term necessarily, but started this week. Uh, and the problem is he is not good anymore. It, it appears he is certainly not in shape still. He he should have potentially got a red card like he, he was definitely he was get, he was lazy and making bad tackles because he was lazy and out of position. He was not running back on all of his opportunities that he should have been defensively. Uh, I think those minutes could be otherwise utilized unless we don't know that maybe Ted Cudibiatro was not 90 minutes fit and only had a half hour in him. And that's why they did this. They reversed sort of the the 60 30 split. But I am. uh I, I don't think <laughs> in a universe where there's a open transfer window and players are coming and going, I don't, this is not a player worth keeping around in my, in my mind from his performances so far. Yeah. I think he stays the year. Um, and then I, I think he was a clearly a, a club option that will not be picked up. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly an emergency, an emergency substitution. He, he, he needed a club. He, he was probably was like, look, let me go someplace where I was comfortable. Let me go play for somebody I played with who knows me. And, and maybe, maybe this is my chance to rebuild my career. Uh, and clearly not so far. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not going, it's not going well for him. Uh, it was just so stark, I guess, when I think Ted Kitty Pietro came on in the 66 minute, it was just so stark. The difference, mm-hmm. um, just in his ability, honestly, it's things Emil used to do, which is like run, run at players, run on the ball. Things he just does, whatever reason, it's just all been lost. Like he just does not have it at this point. Um, Tekiu Dubiacher has that. He immediately, he immediately injected life into the attack, and they very nearly stole this one. Um, you had, of course, the uh, you had the the shot from Taxi Funtas. You had a moment where he rang in. Ted still needs to work a little bit. I, I think sometimes he gets a little bit caught in decision making. Um, the uh, defender for um, was a Chichos. Uh, I think dispossessed him pretty badly on an opportunity that I think if he hits it one time in traffic, maybe you get a lucky deflection and maybe you pick yourself up a goal. But he gets kind of caught between trying to play it or trying to shoot it. And I think in that moment you take the shot. Um, and, and if it gets blocked, it gets blocked. At least you made the decision. Uh, but he loses the ball, and then you know Chicago are coming the other way. Um, so, but it just, it was stark. The difference, I, I think it's time. He, he, he needs to be the starter. It cannot be, I think my guess, my thought process was from Wayne Rooney was 
put him in there because, you know, Yamil can play that sort of more in his mind, that two way role, be more defensive, be more polished as a professional than Tegu Di Pietro. But you're really sacrificing a lot offensively with this team. You're basically, it's basically down to Taxi Funtas producing some magic or Christian Benteke getting in on a, on a header. And that's your offensive game plan where Ted gives you, Ted gives you a little different, a little different of a look. They could have swapped a meal for Vic, for uh, Russell Knauss and had the four defensive midfielder four four two. They could have gone. They could have gone that route. Uh, Might have been yeah. better. I think that the challenge for me is like I think Ted's magic is even more potent if it's in the when he came on. Like mm-hmm. not not asking him to do what he does for ninety minutes. Asking him to be like, all right, sixtieth minute, you're going to come on and you're going to run at them for forty minutes until they cry. That's what you're going to do. Like, I think you could look at this lineup and swap Pedro Santos for Emil Assad. Yeah. And then say, all right, run it back. And then have Ted Kemen in sort of the same say the same time frame. If you look at this lineup, we should be able to see goals. I think that that's that we didn't this time, obviously, but it was because that was the mentality, I think, you know, from where we're, where we're seated anyway, is that they were going to keep this game tight and then maybe break one at the end and hope, hope it worked out. That was going to be the strategy. And it almost worked. But I don't know. I, let's let's talk about the uh, let's talk about taxi. I think taxi yeah. is the other sort of exciting component of this game. Although there, I think there have been some mixed reviews of his performance so far. I, I mean, obviously he doesn't get the goal. I thought he 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 was the most threatening attacker out there. I mean, it's clear he gets the the opportunity, the opportunity to shoot, putting the t- shots on frame. Uh, he and Benteke seem to have a little bit of an understanding. I think they need to maybe work on that chemistry a little bit. Um, but I think they'll find it. Um, I mean, the only other real story was I think Tyler Miller and Taxi Fun- oh, sorry, and uh, Christian Benteke had the highest pass, uh, pass, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> passing link um, of the entire team. And that shows you the strategy of, of the team. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think this was his, his best performance, but I think he showed, I think he's still trying to get into fitness, trying to figure out his role into this team. Uh, and just develop a relationship with uh, with Christian Benteke. I'm not discouraged by his performance in this game. Um, he obviously probably should have gotten a penalty. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really not sure why that wasn't reviewed. Either the the kick was too quick, and uh, the re- the referee's calls were a little bit all over the place in this game. Um, there it seemed like every single set piece, every single corner, he was going to find something to call and bring it back. Um, and that happened a lot. And I was, it was very confusing. I think on the broadcast, there were a lot of people confused. Uh, what'd you, what'd you think of, do you have any other ads to taxi's performance or I, I think that you need a player like him on the, on the field. That's a danger to shoot from anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jackson Hopkins, the only player that's higher than him on shots per 90. And that is because he doesn't play very much. And every time he gets the ball, he shoots it. <laughs> Speaking of Jackson Hopkins, there's a number of like, uh, offensive utilization stats where Hopkins is the top player per 90. It's kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, no, I think that we, we, we've been taught, we, you know, we've beat it into the ground. This is the partnership we have to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, Benteke, the, the plan is very much, you know, hit it to Christian, see what happens. Um, it's working better this year than last year because I think Christian's better and I think he's he's mm-hmm. comfortable and uh, I I think we're we're getting close to our first choice lineup. If you look at that, uh, you're close. Yeah, you're not very far. Uh, you get Andy back. Andy's probably near near to back. Uh, we find out what happened for with Jotzi. I don't know. Maybe Jacob Green's not that big of a departure right now. At least the way that Mahana was playing in the first couple games. Uh, and I you know. That we should expect good things out of this lineup. Is what I'm saying. We can, if if we have another, if we have two, go, if we play against Montreal and don't score with this same lineup, um, there's no excuses whatsoever <laughs> at all at that point. Yeah, and and I think this Columbus game, I'm kind of skipping good. over it. If you can't tell, What's that? we'll talk about. I said I'm kind of skipping over Columbus. If you can't tell, based on <laughs> the the little bit of research I did <laughs> to to preview the game, it's gonna be it's gonna be rough. Yeah, but uh, in the post game, uh, Steve Burbaum says sometimes it's got to be, it's going to be ugly, and we kind of wanted it to make it ugly. We needed a bit of a bit of that type of game to just get the mentality right. Please with the point, they probably should have won the game at the end. I think he's That's talking Wayne. about. I think yeah, it's Wayne. Uh, he's talking about uh, Chicago. I think from the from the uh, the effort. Um, I would make the argument, DC. I mean, if that balls a, a couple inches to the to the right, uh, Taxi Funtas. 
uh, you know, buries this game and maybe it's one, one, maybe it's one, nothing. Who knows? Um, that was so, smack too, by the way. Yeah, that was, there are again, uh, even clicks long-term goal or long distance goal was a, was a warm burner. That was, that was hit. Well, what do we make of Matias click in this game? I'm curious. I, I, he was kind of a non-factor. I will admit in this game. I don't think this game suited him very well. I don't think this is a game where he got a lot of opportunities to run to really showcase his attacking abilities and his linking play. Um, I think he and he and taxi need to develop some type of connection in the attack. He needs to, he needs to figure out how to find him um, because other than, other than Benteke finding taxi, him finding taxi, I think is going to be also uh, crucially important. I agree. I know. I agree. I think that's, I think that that's the case. Um, I think uh, he, uh, I'm guessing from a small sample size, but uh, in a game where Wayne sets out to defend, and there is only two uh, two attacking players that he can really link with. Um, I think that the, I think to your point, I think that that sort of underutilizes his skill set and maybe makes it so that uh, it's somewhat unclear what his reason to exist is on, on that particular on that particular day. And it played like that. He kind of yeah. just we kind of was inert. So I think that if we're going against Columbus at home uh, and we're trying to score a goal or two, because we're probably going to have to. I think that maybe 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 he he gets back to what we expect out of him or have from our from our small sample size. Hey folks, quick break in the action to talk to you about the show's sponsor today, Monday Development. Everybody knows the three rules of real estate are location, location, location. But how can you decide on the best professional to serve your needs? For the past 20 years, Monday Development has assisted clients, investors, and landlords with real estate and property management services throughout the DMV. For more information, check out mondydev.com. That's M-U-N-D-Y-D-E-V.com. Yeah, and um, obviously, of course, the big addition next week uh, could be Lewis O'Brien, who's still waiting for um, That's right. his... We're still waiting for his uh, his visa. Apparently, he had returned to the um, uh, he had returned to England, which is usually kind of the last step. Is kind of you return to your country, you stay for a bit, and then you get the the card in the mail, and you immediately get a you have to go. Or... You have to go to the American embassy in that in that home country to to do the interview. I'm very curious what these interviews are like. <laughs> like, like, why are you coming to this country, bro? You know why I'm coming to this country. Uh, like, do you, do you have any relationships with, uh, like, enemies, heads of state? Like, no, I am. No, I'm a soccer player. What do you want me to? This should be, and, like, very short interview. As somebody who has been through these interviews, and I, yeah, trust me, it's it's an interesting, interesting experience. Um, is it like a, is it like a security clearance interview? I mean, it's a lot of it is basic questions about. I mean, for mine, mine was different. Obviously, it was prove prove basically that <laughs> prove basically that uh, that that uh, that your wife is not your wife did not marry you just for just for the uh, citizenship. Um, <laughs> he signed with DC United <laughs> just for the just for the visa. It's a it's a green just card for the visa uh, coming soccer over situation. Sure, it's, I'm sure it's a little. I'm sure it's very different um, in that regard of that between that. But uh, the, the the interviews can be. Can be pretty interesting. <laughs> Try to do that. It's just I'm laughing out. now, thinking about this. It's like the question's like, so what do you even really know about DC United? <laughs> like, uh, did, did, name for me. You players drugs, on DC you're United. smuggling drugs and, into <laughs> into into DC. <laughs> what was that? What was that? What was that show? Yeah. There was that. What was it? That's that. I think it was that really dumb. Ninety show Day on, Fiance. No, it was a really dumb show on Netflix where I think it was like the Montreal like. U23 team and they made like a soccer drama out of this. Oh yeah, we <laughs> talked about this before a couple years ago. What was that called? I Dragon's forget, Den. But Dragon's... I think wasn't wasn't one of the wasn't one of the players wasn't one of the players like he like his job was like he was like tasked with like smuggling drugs or something like that. Like... Somebody in the chat <laughs> hopefully knows knows the answer to this show. I... It was on Fox. It was on Fox Soccer Channel. No 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 no. I'm talking about something different. You're talking oh. about you're talking about like the yeah. I know what you're talking about that that drama. I love this, that show. This this was a different this was a different drama that came out. I think it was only I was either idling only on Netflix or it was like on CBC. It was like a Canadian show. It was the weirdest like the weirdest thing. Um, MRP4N. I'm not even going to pronounce that. Any updates on Mr. O'Brien? Mr. <laughs> uh Any updates on O'Brien? Jen, uh, John's masterclass is reading some of these names. Let me just say he can. I, he can... I speak leet. I speak internet <laughs> leet. Chat room. Uh, any updates on O'Brien? No updates other than what we've heard. I think they're targeting this week. I 
I, who knows whether like I mean news flies. I would think if he was got his visa approved, you know, Twenty One Thunder is the show according to the chat. Twenty One Thunder, that's it. Yeah, that's 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 the show. That's interesting. What's my show, everybody? What's the one I'm talking about? Let me know. <laughs> it was, they, were, they had purple jerseys. They were a Premier League team, and it was basically a soap opera about soccer. And I watched every single season about it. And it was great. Anyway, <laughs> my dad, my dad, uh, Dream Team. That's the name of the show. Thank you. Thank I you. I just Googled it. Um, but yeah, so so we're talk about soccer dramas. Let's talk about the game against Columbus. Obviously, we played them on the road, so we get we get the early uh, we get the early bad bad game out of the way, which is against Columbus. We only get to see Kucher Hernandez once. Uh, obviously, Columbus have been going on a tear. They blew away blew away Atlanta, uh, shorthanded Atlanta, um, and RSL right after that. Yeah, so they've they are flying high, which I think. I think if you know MLS, man, sometimes you you go, you rise high, you come into this game. They That's the house give on it a little bit. Ted saying, take yeah. out a second mortgage, put all of your money <laughs> not, that you own. Not a second mortgage, but maybe look at those odds. And if you throw five, ten bucks on DC, considering how MLS looks sometimes, I, I think this is a, uh, I think this is what, I, if I'm a Columbus fan, I'm thinking this might be a trap game. Uh, coming into this, it might not be. It might be completely the opposite of that. I could obviously turn it out, but I think this is a bit of a trap game. I think this is a team. We'll get to a minute some of the listener questions. This is a team that is playing better than their results. Are they a great soccer team right now? Absolutely not. Um, they're still trying to figure out, I guess, what their best lineup is. They're still trying to stay healthy, I think has been been the main ask here. Um, so it, we'll see kind of what happens. Um, I think Kucha Hernandez has been hurt. I, I think he'll he's gotten back to health. So he has he hasn't scored yet, but he's also been hurt a little bit. Um, for this team. So um, obviously this is a team that's coached very, very well um, by a, by a very, very respected coach in MLS. So I expect Hendrickson. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's Chicago. <laughs> Chicago. Uh, he was the, he, he was, was he on the crew or did he coach the crew at one point? He was on, he played for the crew at some point. He played for the crew. He played for DC too. Yeah. Um, he was on, he was on the, uh, on the MLS cup, uh, on the MLS cup team. Um, Wilford Nancy, uh, the coach for, for the crew. So very Montreal uh, missing very, very much, uh, Wilford Nancy. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Maybe, maybe not. We would want to put words in their mouth, of course, but so John, other, players, got, got other players to fear, uh, for Aiden. a decent, uh, Lucas Elleron is the mm-hmm. player that you're going to have nightmares about because he always scores against East United. He's got three goals in the season. Uh, Cucho has mentioned, I think that he, if he hasn't scored yet, if he's healthy, uh, in this game, he'll score. Uh, he was a terror against DC United in the 2-0 loss, uh, and I'm surprised he didn't score. Aiden Morris, three goals, leads the team. He and his brother are going to score 10,000 goals, and they're mm-hmm. going re- to rename the uh, Golden Boot Trophy the, the Morris <laughs> Family Trophy. Uh, Christian Ramirez, a player I think we mentioned last time that we played them. He scored two goals uh, in his return, his first 90 minutes, and Alexandre Matan was another player who looked dangerous. Basically their entire front four, front five uh, are, are a problem. Uh, so they have scored 10 in their last two. Like I just mentioned, they are the, they're inverse of these, of DC United right now. They're scoring for fun and the, they're also defending well. <laughs> so we're doing one of those things. Let's make a prediction. I'll go first. Cause I already wrote it down. I have Columbus two, DC United one. Benteke scores off of a cross from Jacob hmm, Green. Hmm? Jacob Green. Why not? Sure. Yeah. Jacob Green is <laughs> his first assist. Uh, and then uh, Morris and Cucho for the goals. I've got one, one Benteke and Cucho with the goals. So I'm, I'm, I'm going a little more positive in this game. Maybe hedging my bets against this team going out and winning. Um, I could have probably also picked taxi to score. I think maybe he's due for a goal, but. One one. You know is what my I got. bet was. You know what my bet was for this last game. What was that? It was the the dumbest bet considering how the outcome was. I had both teams to score, <laughs> and I'll tell you why is that neither team had kept a clean sheet in like nine games. So I was figuring I was like, well, their defense is so bad that uh, uh goals will goals will occur. <laughs> but no, I forgot that they also don't score. So it was a it was a dumb bet. I was not. I was not a. I was not proud of that one. Yeah, FanDuel is not my friend at the moment. Um, we've got some DC alumni news, and I'm gonna I'm gonna drop one in that um, Bill Hamid gets his first start uh, in a one-one draw over Memphis over Miami, and we have uh, the child, the original. I call him the original child. Uh, we have uh, 
Oh my goodness. Who was the original um, Kevin, child? I've... Kevin Predis oh. uh, getting an assist for Wolfsburg. Um, PDK yeah, still can't start. <laughs> still can't start. Still, still can't get him off the bench. Super sub only for this uh, dingbat coach over there. I mean, he's getting he's getting minutes. I think that's I think right now it's most start important. Start the man. Thing. He just I'm scores. Curi- I'm curious to see what he will look like in January, or maybe he gets he gets a loan out somewhere. Uh, particularly with some of the other teams getting promoted, maybe they maybe they see an opportunity to get him some minutes. Ted um, thirsting over a. a- Hey, hey, Kevin, hey, Kevin Prentice to Heidenheim? You bet I am. I, I will absolutely buy his kit if he gets loaned. If he gets loaned, I will buy a second Prentice kit with his name and number on it. I got a number of compliments on my Prentice kit at the Spirit Game. Nice. Walking around. I was like, yeah, you guys you guys know. I'm an nice. aficionado. I got to start wearing uh, Kindred Spirit gear at the game. Like a walking <laughs> uh, walking uh, sandwich billboard guy. That's going to be me. DC United U17s also yep. beat Manchester United U17s in penalties. I don't believe it was at any sort of cup. I don't know what the context it's the is. GA, it's the GA Cup. Was it the GA Cup? DC United is not in MLS next. Is that correct? They are. They, they are. have to be. I think they have to be. I, I've i been watching now on Apple TV to try to like pick out since they now actually are covering MLS next. By the way, we didn't have this on the rundown, but we should talk about the the brouhaha that was going on in the discord. You don't want to, yeah, or do you want to? We, we can talk about it, but yeah, uh, the, well, yeah. So anyway, uh, they're now on Apple TV plus you can watch MLS next games. If that's, if that's your, if that's your interest. Although I will tell you right now, there's too much soccer to keep up with as it is adding <laughs> soccer into that. seems like, uh, not a good thing for me at the moment, but I, I teased it. Uh, do you want to, do you want to, do you want to lay the, you want to lay the groundwork? Sure. You, 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 no, actually you go ahead. You go. Okay. Ahead. So there was a blog, there was a podcast, uh, that was, uh, that released, uh, reports, sources say sources familiar with the matter say, uh, Apple is very, very concerned with the number of subscriptions for Apple TV plus it was reported in the athletic earlier, maybe last month that there is an opt out in the deal, the billion dollar plus deal. Uh, was it $2 billion? I How think much it's, money was it? It was, it was two hundred fifty million over ten. Two two hundred fifty million over ten years. Yes, so two point five billion. Yes. Okay. So uh, there was a there's an opt out in that if Apple is unhappy with the number of season pass subscriptions that are sold, uh, that they can they can leave the deal. The numbers that are are con- confirmed are in the Athletic again looked at. There's there's not information about uh, true viewership data on on the games. But it appears that they have fallen off a cliff off, off of week one, uh, where I think 600 was it 600,000 across all games? Was that the mm-hmm. stat that I saw? Um, it, this is coming from nothing sourced, nowhere anybody that should be that should be paying attention to it. But uh, it got brought up and it's getting sort of talked about, I think, probably on, on MLS Twitter circles. But um, I'm, I'm not particularly concerned about. Apple opting out of this deal at any point. I think it looks bad for both parties if they walk away right quick. I think Apple, you know, Apple, all they have right now for a property is this and baseball on Fridays. And if they get rid of this, then they're back to baseball on Fridays and that's it. And Ted Lasso. Yeah. And, and, and I, I think the biggest, the, so they, they might be worried about it and they might be like pumping the gas. I'd be curious to know the level. I, I'm sure this I, this person maybe is on a little bit on the lower end of the spectrum. Nothing against MLS Gone Wild for getting the source and for putting it out there. They got the source. They feel confident in it. I would I would have questions about how high up this person was. You know, if if this person's job is Tim to Cook. is to drive sales or to figure out a way to drive sales or is in those meetings, maybe there is some pressure. I I worked in sales and. <laughs> You get put pressure. in that boiler room meeting. He knows yeah, that's you, like... you get in those sales meetings and and you you start people start telling you you're going to lose your job if you don't do this. And uh, good sales companies don't don't actually let you go at that point because it takes too much to train somebody. Um, but but I've been in those meetings and, I, and I've seen what happens. So I'd be curious to know the level of which and, and I don't know what the sales involved with with this product would be. I, I agree with you. I think I think if you're Apple, you're saying World Cup year after world cup you see what any boost is from the 2026 world cup you then are in year five of the deal if it's going great then you just write out the rest of these five years and maybe you try to renegotiate it, i i think it would take 40 percent. does not say to me that's not great 
but that's not horrible. If it was like they only have like 10% or 15%, then maybe they're looking at it. I think that's enough to say that there's some growth in there. Um, I, I'm not worried about this deal falling apart. I think some people almost like are cheering it and kind of want it to fall apart because then they get games back on their laptop. Um, I would just say that uh, Flow Sports still exists and uh, do not <laughs> do not uh, do not uh, wishful thinking. Um, I look at this as a as a as a good as a good idea and that you, it's one place you can watch. It's a respected product. The quality of the games have gotten so much better. I know there are a lot of people that don't care about that. They just want to watch their team. and They don't really care. Um, so I think there are some missteps. I think the team, I think, I think Apple should have offered a single team only package. I think they should have, they should have redone the schedule. I think there are some opportunities for them to get it right next year to make some changes and to make some adjustments. Um, it That's has, why I'm saying there's no way that they yeah. have to monkey with it first before they get, they pull the plug entirely. They've got to try different things and they will. They, uh, there were, there were stops it, to the playoff structure to Apple basically in the, in it, before this went on. So they're not done. It may not work, look worse on Apple. It would certainly look bad on MLS if Apple stepped away, but it would look bad on, um, on Apple as far as any other product that they want to try to acquire if they do not see it out and they look much better if they say, look, we gave this five years, we gave it the World Cup boost. It's not working out. We're just going to have to to call it call it quits here. I, I think the World Cup, I think they are they're they, they are a smart company. They certainly have a competent group of CEOs on like Twitter right now. They um, would. It's going to be like the Apple Watch. Like yeah. that's going to be the it's a they call it a successful failure. Like it was the the expectations of it were so high mm-hmm. that when the, the reality hit them, they were so disappointed with it. But now, however many years on, it is the most uh, it outsells all watch all other watches uh, combined. Like it's it's a it's a ubiquitous product. So uh, hardware is not software, and software is not uh, baseball or MLS <laughs> streaming rights. But I, I think that there is lots of things to do here. They can they could put it in Ted Lasso. There's got to be ways to like weave it into the apple universe if they care enough to try i talked about it before too like the challenge of working with the world's richest company is they don't really care either way like (laughs) if this fails it's a rounding error if it's a success it also doesn't matter yeah so it's kind of a weird thing but we have a million questions that we gotta we gotta crank let's get into yep jesse says what additional value does yamil bring that the young guys can't that warrants him getting starting minutes i said that the only thing we don't know is what Ted's level was of, of being able to play. We don't know for sure that there wasn't some sort of thought about his fitness or mm-hmm. keeping him fresh for maybe the Columbus game. I don't know. Uh, also, I think, cause we said that the game was sort of set up to just sort of not lose. So, yeah. And I, I think that's kind of the, the thought process was, let me bring in a polished professional rather than a kid where I'm, I don't know. I'm already, I'm already starting Jacob green. I'm already putting in Donovan pines. I've got enough of, of the young crowd of the young and experienced crowd in there. I've, uh, you know, Donovan Pines has been a pro for a long time at this point. Yeah. Um, this one, this yeah. one made me sad for a minute. So I want to talk about it. <laughs> Mark Rickling said, are we closer to winning with the wooden spoon again versus making the playoffs this season? Okay. So I crunched the numbers. I had pulled out my calculator. I put on my green visor last year at the last playoff spot in the East was 48 points. 48 points. Is that from seventh or from ninth? From ninth. From ninth. 48 okay. points was the, was the last spot in. Okay. Uh, DC United's current pace is 0.83 points per game. We've played six games out of our 34. If you extrapolate that out, it gives us 29 points. Last year's total for the wooden spoon was 27. So we're improving, but we're much, much closer, <laughs> at least in the last year's stats to the wooden spoon than we are uh, to playoffs by a good, a good margin. So they've got to pick up the pace pretty dramatically here i think and that's yeah. you know, that, that's obviously everyone's expectation and hope cuz 6 games out of 34 is nothing really in the in the grand scheme of things um but got to got to turn it on somewhere got to got to change that number here pretty soon got to find a way to get a win i, I think this we talk about are there any must wins game must win games in april no but I think this is a game where I think you've got to show you've got to start to show something. I'd be curious to see what the shift might be to, okay, keep the defensive performance up, but can we maybe just, can we maybe just turn on a little bit more of the attacking? <laughs> yeah. Just the sliders. You gotta, can we you just, gotta... just a little slider there. Um, Jesse says, what's the uh, plan 
for an alternative to let's ask Tyler Miller to kick the long ball to Christian Menteke, Taxi Funtas, Mateus Click, and hope something happens strategy. There's another question that's related to that one that I want to ask before we yep. get to the next thing. Uh, Spaghettification says, which I love these names. Advanced, <laughs> by the way, join our Discord. The link is on our Twitter. Uh, advanced stats show this team really can't move the ball unless they pass it forward. They are middle of the pack for both possession and progressive passing, but next to last in progressive carries. Despite some additions, youth promotions, this seems similar to the problems of last season. Curious as to both of your thoughts as to whether the fix uh, to this is roster addition or tactical mods. So I think those are sort of related questions and that the strategy right now is very route one. It's -hmm. also very much close to what Wayne promised when he got here midseason last year about uh, sort of we're going to, we don't need the ball. We don't need the ball to score was sort of the strategy that he talked about. He's saying we can, they can have the ball, but we're going to be uh, challenging to play against. No one wants to play against us. And we're going to be dogged attacking. What 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 are your thoughts on this question? Well, it's, it's sort of interesting because this game was certainly a deviation. I think from what we've seen over the past few games, which was a team that wanted the ball and held possession and, and we're given the ball by their opponents, I think, also in, yeah, we're, in some of those cases. And we're given the ball by their opponents, but sort of the passing, the movement. And I, I did see some promise in that. So it was a little bit disappointing to come into this game and to just kind of they almost abandon it for, well, let's focus on just being defensive, defensively solid here. Let's just not give up, give up the ball. Am I am I I think I said in the last game, I said this team has to figure out a way, I think, to generate more chances so that they are the, they are the one team that is dominating the chances I, you know, I talked about that. They haven't had a goal lead of more than one all year. All their leads have been one goal. Um, so just trying to get that into the team and get that set, um, you know, so it was a little bit, a little bit disappointing. I think maybe it'll fall back to a sort of a route one, um, a route one action. I, I think we'll, we'll see if this game was more of a, more of a mirage and maybe they'll try to work some other things in. Maybe they'll get some guys healthy. Maybe they'll get some new, a new signing in or two and see maybe if some things maybe change in that front. I think the biggest, the biggest issue right now, I think is I think your front line's pretty much set. I think that midfield, the, the, the middle three in the midfield or the four or whatever you want to call it is still very much a question of how it all fits together. Um, whether Victor Paulson is the guy or whether uh, Russell Canals is the guy, we didn't really get to talk about him. Uh, he replaced well, Russell. We've Knauss's. got a question coming up on it right yes. now, so we can just. I, I, I want to say that it is not necessarily tactics. I don't think you have. There's not a Lucho mm-hmm. uh, that's going to dribble the ball through the entire midfield on this team. It could be Andy, but he is playing where he is playing, so that's not really what's going to happen. It could be Ted. Could it be Itro? It it could be. It could be. I don't. You know. I don't. I think he that, had a couple moments in this game where he wanted he to dribble at guys and he beat some guys, and he he did it against New York as well. He has that ability. I, it's not very. Playoff, it's not as polished. It's not as polished as Lucho. Let me be clear, but it's there. I think for a playoff team in MLS, you'd want to hope better than giving the keys to the 21 year old that had previously had like a start. I think that you could do better. You could do better from a roster construction perspective if you had more creative options, even just another option, yeah. like another other than Ted. I agree there. So, so that's that would I would say that. Um, Korg says, what do you think about Paulson getting the nod over Canals? Don't have data to back it up, so maybe way off on this. Didn't feel like Paulson had the presence that Canals has in other games. Uh, no data on presence, unfortunately. There's no data, there's no uh, presence, X, X, X presence. Uh, I think that I like I like Paulson in the midfield. I think I think he's more physical than Canals. Mm-hmm. I think Canals, we I think we talked about this last time. Canals for being a uh, defensive infielder is on the ground more than he is uh, standing over somebody else that he knocked over. <laughs> he is he is a he's a much fouled uh, midfielder. I think good from the point that they're winning the ball back and a lot of opportunities. But I think that's an interesting difference. Uh, Paulson is not finding himself on the ground very often. Well, Paulson is your classic physical number six. He, I guess where, where you lose a little bit, I think that's why this team looked a little bit more direct and a little bit more disconnected was because he is not the type of player that is going to play that progressive pass uh, where Canals has that. It's not something that's talked about. He's seen as much as sort of a hold it in striker, uh, but he, but Canals can play that progressive pass and he has done so several occasions where he's kind of played that sort of second line splitting pass that links up to an attacker. 
Um, it's usually maybe the second or third pass back from the assist. So he doesn't get usually, I think, a lot of a lot of credit for it. But he has that ability to do so. Um, so I think it's it, it's going to be I could see them and and also with Canals' injury history, I could see a game where DC's looking to be more on the front foot. Maybe you swap in Canals over Paulson and you get that ability to, you know, get pick up the foul, pick up the free kick, also move the ball and possess it quickly and be kind of a little bit more of an energizer. I, I don't think Paulson I think we look at Canals because Canals is everywhere. If that ball is inside between the 18 yard box on the width and then between the midfield stripe and the, uh, the defending 18 yard box, he's going to try to win that ball and he's going to be there to be a presence there uh, where I don't think you're going to see the quick and, and sort of move from player to player and sort of be that kind of um, nagging type player where Paulson's very much more of a, I'm going to be a physical specimen, but I'm, I'm not going to run 30 yards to go make a tackle there. I'm going to maybe, cover the space and try to maybe play it a little smarter or play it a little differently, um, so to speak. So different, different actions, different aspects to the team. DC Ulysses says first pine start, first clean sheet coincidence. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that, and that does it for our show. That does it. Yep. Um, patreon.com slash refugees. Join up the show. If you want to get your name read at the beginning of the show, definitely join up. We've got some new Patreon. So definitely thank you guys for joining. Um, also, you, you use stickers. Amazon Prime. You got stickers all over the place. I got coasters. I got anything you can. <laughs> you name it. I got we, swag. We got. We got. Uh, we got. Scarves. Stuff. Our shop is still up and everything. So definitely, uh, definitely check that out. Uh, also, if you're watching on our Twitch stream, we do it every Monday night. Twitch.tv slash RFQ Refugees, and um, and uh, jump into there. You can use your Amazon Prime subscription to give us some money as well. So lots of ways to help donate to shows to help support the show. You your your support makes the show possible. Thank you guys so so much for listening. We will catch you guys uh, next week. Thank you, Nats. Thank you, Nats, for the over in the bottom of the ninth. Appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) Vamos. Vamos. Bye. Thanks again to our show sponsor, Monday Development, available to help you with all of your real estate needs. To get started on your next real estate investment, visit mondaydev.com. That's M-U-N-D-Y-D-E-V.com.